the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Welcome to Biblical Citizens. We'll be talking with our guests today, Joni Wilkerson and Rhonda Riddle, about their horrendous experience of surviving human trafficking. We'll tell how the Lord rescues them, how they are bringing awareness now to this terrible problem and helping others to escape. Welcome to our show today, Joni and Rhonda. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, I met Joni down in Arizona at the Rincon, Arizona event, and uh, I was very happy to meet her, hear her a little bit about her story. Uh, they were trying to do th- uh, things about the border down there at that event, and so we just want to hear a little bit more about how you got started in this, what happened to you, and what your ministry is all about. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you again for having us. My name, like uh, she said, my name is Joni Wilkinson, and I'm the founder and executive director of One Purpose. And One Purpose started about six years ago when uh, I really didn't know why God gave me the name One Purpose, other than every one one person has a purpose, and if we all come together and do something, you know, we can make a difference. So I thought One Purpose was just going to be a cute website to to sell shirts and write blogs, and then uh, little did I know that, you know, uh, (laughs) I was going to learn something. So I never knew about human trafficking. I never thought that that would happen here. It would never happen to me. That only happens overseas, and I I was <laughs> totally mistaken. So I knew a gentleman for two years, met him in a Bible study, and he really? yeah <laughs> he knew that I was a single mother that um, my daughter's father was not in the picture, um, and he just began to be my friend, and we started hanging out as friends, and then the next thing you know, he's telling everybody that I'm his wife. And I'm thinking, I'm your wife. Well, how did we get, we went from zero to 60 real quick. So um, in this time, he bought my daughter, not me, clothing, a dog. Uh, He would detail my car and clean out my garage and do nice things like that. And I will never forget the one night I said, well, yeah, let's do a Bible study. What do you want to do a Bible study on? And he says, trust. And I'm thinking, okay. Um, He knew every angle to work. He watched me for two years And thankfully, one night on the way to my house, uh, 
he was arrested. And I'm thinking he was pulled over first and then he was arrested and he called me and he says, Hey, I'm being detained. You can come and pick me up. And I'm like, wait, what? I mean, what did you do? What could you have possibly done? I thought I knew you. Well, um, and in this whole entire time too, I also met his family who lives in Texas and, you know, they wanted to move us, my daughter and I to Texas where the son is. And my daughter could have lots of quote unquote cousins to hang out with. And so that night that he was arrested, his mother also called me and said, honey, don't worry. He'll be out in no time. It's just a sight and release. Go pick him up. Don't cry. And, you know, we're still going to move you here to Texas. And I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? So get in the car to go pick him up. And I'm at prayed. I said, God, I, re- I will never forget. It's pouring down rain. I grabbed the steering wheel. And I said, God, expose right now what is going on. Boom. Not even joking. My cell phone rings. Hey, sis, we heard so-and-so was around you and your daughter. Are you okay? And I was like, okay. I'm like, yes, I'm fine, because now at this point, I'm embarrassed, and I have no idea what's going on. I hang up the phone, I turn around, and that's when I get home, and I find out that he's a level three sex offender, been trafficking 13 to 15-year-olds, Washington, Oregon, California, and Texas for over, geez, 15 years, and his family is in on it. Oh, wow. So they were seducing you or planning for you to go down to Texas and you had no idea about it and uh and your and, daughter too and yeah, yeah grooming your daughter it sounds like wow but but the lord rescued you and you got out of that right, right. so i was like okay lord i did not come this close to remain silent so what am i going to do i have no idea that this is a thing like what what is going on? Yes. But so that was his thing was trafficking young children. So I began doing my research, looking it up. And I was like, okay, God, now I get it. Why you gave me this website and this name. So I'm just going to put it on blast. What is grooming? What is control? What is manipulation? What is trauma bonding? And I just started firing it out on social media and the website. And I'm not even kidding you. I had women from all over the United States reaching out to me, sharing their stories with me. And I'm thinking, what me? I don't even know what I was doing. Um, I was just shooting out this information. So um, then I began, you know, holding signs, going out and just trying to make a difference in my own community as well as online. So, Joni, now that you've Joni, now that you've had the opportunity to do this research after a very unfortunate uh, series of events, Tell us a little bit, how broad is this uh, problem of human trafficking? You said at the beginning that you thought it was more happening in other countries, and now you know that's not true. But, I mean, is this in, is this mainly along the border, or is it in all 50 states? Tell us about that. And also tell us about, have you learned about who are the... Um, who are the organizers? Are, are there are there perpetrators of this that work across broad areas or like organized crime? Uh, tell us if you've learned anything about that. Yes, I have. So, yes, it is organized crime. And human trafficking, sex trafficking, it happens anywhere. I mean, everywhere. In your own backyard, you know, doctors, lawyers, judges, law enforcement. I mean, nobody is exempt from being trafficked and nobody is exempt from being a trafficker and uh they are very very good at what they do and like that gentleman you know he spent a good two years of learning grooming and positioning us and you know i will well i'll pause on that go ahead no that that's okay i i um 
the fact that okay. it's organized crime and you so know, they're probably different. You know, there's different networks of people that work together, and they're and that there's uh, some people work alone. I guess that that, yes. that just and prey on people. Just exactly. And I'm going to let Rhonda uh, speak to that and share a little bit too, because she can tie all that in and answer better than I can. So okay. here she goes. Welcome to our show, Rhonda. Thank you very much. Um, excuse my voice. I have really bad allergies right now. Um, I was kidnapped okay. at the age of 14, and I was taken into sex trafficking until I was 22 before I was able to escape. And I come from a small town in Oregon. Um, I was raised in a very wealthy family. Um, and I say that because it doesn't matter what your background is. Anybody can be trafficked. Um I was taken all over the United States. I've been escorted and worked on the streets in all 50 states except for Alaska and Hawaii. We would uh, go to uh, student campuses, high school campuses. They would train us females to be predators and become friends with other students. And then I would be, I would bring them to my trafficker after I would build their trust. And I traveled with these monsters and there would be caravans of pimps from all over the United States, from Boston to Texas to Memphis, any state you can imagine. And, and they all network together um, to communicate where the money is, you know, what state, you know, if there's a big event happening, if it's a Super Bowl, they'll all travel to where the Super Bowl is. Um, if there's a big UFC fight, they'll go there. Um, but they're all connected together to find out where the most money is being made in what state at what time. Um, wow. I personally witnessed about 200 kids get taken out of Oregon during the time that I was trafficked. Um, we would steal campus supervision jackets off of college campuses, high school campuses, um, pretend to be um, working at the school or just go and pretend to be these kids' friends. Um, they will send their females or their males out to recruit the children versus them themselves. So people have this misconception that, you know, it's the creepy guy in the van and it's, you know, the pimp with the feather in the hat. Yeah, they're there. They're in the background, but it's really children manipulating children and, you know, it's, it's a process. They're very sneaky and snaky on how they do this. And I think that that's why they get away with it so much because they remain so hidden in the background. And unless the victims come out and it, it takes a lot to prosecute them and to build a case. And because the fear that they, you know, install in these victims, I like to call them survivors, but, um, is so much that they will never say a word. It took me 20 years to find my voice. Um, a year and a half ago, I was never even able to leave my house. I've lived a very sheltered life since I got out of this. Um, but through the Lord and um, Joni and meeting her, I've been able to find my voice. And I'm here to just really shed the light on this, that this is a huge problem. Um, and, and it's just amazing that it's taken 20 years for people to start talking about this for me. Like when back in the day, it was like, 
this is going on all the time, every day, all these states, you know, like traveling all over the United States and seeing, you know, hundreds of girls working the streets, young girls from, from 12 to 22 and everything I saw, it's like, how does the world not see this as a problem? Yeah. Um, well, you were literally yeah. kidnapped. So your parents weren't able to contact you. You, you had, you're just vulnerable as a 14 year old. You don't know how to escape. I mean, it's Rhonda, amazing that you, you were able to escape. Rhonda, just, did you, speaking of escape, did you ever try to escape? And do these, uh, these must, these are such terrible characters. I mean, they must be, they must threaten violence and other things, right? If you, uh, what, how do they, how do they, how do they keep people like you in there and keep you from escaping? And we, we only have less. Yeah. Than we'll, we'll have to probably continue this. Yeah. Go ahead. So they use, they use torture tactics on me. Like, just like you would see in the movies, they, you know, they have these books that they read, read, they call them the pimp manual and they would hog tie me and just torture me to all levels. And they would beg, um, they would torture me until I would give them all of my family's information where they lived, where they went to school, where they worked. And I literally watched my family grow up for nine years through Polaroid pictures they would randomly bring me pictures to remind me that we will kill your family and everyone in it if you ever leave or if you ever say a word to law enforcement, to anybody. And I watched my sister um, from being a freshman all the way to graduating high school. I literally saw it through Polaroid pictures. Rhonda, this is such a compelling story, and it's so brave of you to be sharing this. We have a short break, but we have more to talk about. Be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. We are here talking with our guests, Joni Wilkerson and Rhonda Riddle. They have a nonprofit organization called One's Purpose. And little did they know that when they started this, their website and their ministry that it would involve this kind of horrendous uh, experience of human trafficking. And so we're discussing that. Uh, both of them have told a little bit about their stories and and I didn't know a lot of the things that go on and how big of a problem this is. So we're just really blessed today to be able to share some of the things that go on and make people more aware of what's going on. So um, I have a question about you met Joni Kathleen near the border. It was a border event. So my question is, how big a role does, I know you said this is over all 50 states, but how big a role does illegal immigration uh, play in this? Is there a lot of, uh, I think I know the answer, but is there a lot of cross-border traffic from Mexico into into this? Yes. And we have friends on the border who are documenting a lot of what's going on, too. And, you know, again... I wish that I could save the world and do all this, but we need every one person to come and do their part. So it's been awesome to um, have her video and documenting what's going on. But yes, this is happening every second of every day. Well, and what do you think that the government is doing or not doing to 
to crack down on this. Uh, do you notice a difference between the former administration, for instance, with the Trump administration? I know that they had an initiative. They were arresting people. They were stopping it, at, at least some. And now, do you notice that you've, it, there's an increase and it doesn't seem like they're doing anything and they're letting all the people go across the border, including the drug dealers and the traffickers, right. it seems. And yes, yes, I do see a difference. However, um, we are very careful. It's not a right or a left issue. It's a humanity issue. And because there's, there's just, there's just a lot of not okay things going on right now. And we have to be very careful to what we speak to, but yes, there is a difference. And the biggest thing that, um, has happened with all of the administration stuff is the decrease of resources and the funding available for the safe house programs in the United States. There's been um, a little more than 40% decrease of safe house programs. Really? And we're unable to house survivors and get them to safe places because there's so many restrictions. Houses are dropping left and right. Organizations are dropping left and right every day. Um, we've had, we've known of two big organizations, um, have to call it quit because they are, can't handle the fact that they have to keep turning away survivors to get out of this. How sad is that? To like, our hands are tied. Um, and with all the yeah. massive spending that's going on on Ukraine and, uh, you know, just everything else that they're spending just out, out the, right. not on and, our own but people. not on our own people that, need these resources so much this is really too bad i want to touch on the i want to touch too on the role of the internet because it's it's our understanding but you guys are so much closer to this that a lot of this uh grooming and recruiting starts with um sites on the internet what what do you guys social media what do you what can you say about that well it's not a specific site it's any app any app where our children or anybody can communicate with somebody as an open door for a predator. So they're going to watch. And then like myself, you know, what did the guy want to do a Bible study on trust? What did Rhonda say? Everything was built on trust. I mean, that's what they do. So they will spend time watching our kids online, making fake profiles. And, um, and I'll let you speak to, and then all of the, all of the selling of the women and the children, are now done online. So it used to really? be that the, the females and the males would work the streets. Um, that's a lot less common now. They put up these websites. Um, the biggest one is called Skip the Games, and it's not a dark website. It's a normal Google search. They disguise it as an escort service ad, which makes it legal technically. But if you read the ads, they're very graphic. Um, there's a skip the games in every state and or in the United States and then every city in that state. So Oregon has a skip the games from border to border and you see how many women and men are being trafficked. There's a male site and there's a female site and that's where all of it's happening is on the internet. And then they go and meet them at hotel rooms or wherever, but that's mainly, it's all happening on the internet. 
all of it. So this leads into what can people do? I mean, law enforcement, we can try to pressure them into cracking down and doing more, but, but individuals can also really help with this, can't they? And like you say, it happens at hotel rooms where they've set up their meeting place, where they've already groomed the young person or tricked them into trusting them. And then you, I know, uh, get people to, to go out, raise awareness through signs and just standing there and saying, stop human trafficking on your sign. And that has a real effect on some of the people, doesn't it? Explain yes, that. It yeah. yeah. So that's, that's how I started. Cause again, I didn't know what I was doing, but I had to do something. So here I am. I'm out just holding a sign doing what I'm doing. And I did a t-shirt giveaway and Rhonda was blowing up my social media. She wanted this t-shirt and I'm thinking, who is this person? Like, why is she so adamant about it? And I'll never forget the day I'm out there holding a sign. She jumps out of the car and she's like, it's me who won the shirt. Wait for me. And I'm thinking, okay, this is more powerful than I thought. And then Rhonda even, even validated the, here you go, the point of how important holding a sign is. And I'll let her speak to that. So holding a sign, sorry, my voice is getting worse. <laughs> holding a sign stops. If you go and hold signs where like these motel room, large hotel room areas are, which is mainly where trafficking happens, every city has a large row of motel rooms, you know, where people go. If you're out there holding these signs, one, you're going to turn the john away, the person who buys the person, away from that transaction that day because they're going to think, I'm not going to pull in that parking lot with those people out there with these signs knowing what I'm doing. You're also potentially saving someone's life that day. Um, I crossed a serial killer who killed 13 prostitutes, and I was the only one that let go. It was my first encounter with the Lord. I prayed for him to let me go, and it worked. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> but there is girls that get hurt all the time, and you could potentially be saving that person's life that day because you don't know who's going to see them. It also lets the pimps know that we're on to you. We know that you're in our city. We know you're working here. And the more we go out there and hold those signs, it's going to turn your city hot. And when, the, when pimps think that a city is hot, they think, oh, my girls are going to go to jail. My guys are going to go to jail. I'm going to go to jail. And they're not going to want to work in our city. And they will leave. And I watched this happen because the more the police would be out in some of these cities that we'd work in, we would just leave and go to another state. So it really does make an impact. So, and this is something that people can do. They don't have to spend a lot of money. We, of no, course, I'm. Go to the dollar store and make a sign for, yeah. for two dollars and stand out there for twenty minutes. And and you it's might be simple. saving somebody's life by doing that. And yeah, these people that do things in the dark are afraid of being caught. They. They only do things in the dark, and so yeah. If you know, if they know that you're aware, if you're out there making people aware, and it also brings people to you that maybe have been victims that that uh, yes that that want to help also, and they know you're there. So there you are with your sign. They come up to you, right? Uh, and- yes, we've had many survivors jump out of the car and say, "Oh my gosh." 
I didn't know that people, you know, are aware of what's really going on. This happened to me in the community. I mean, all of our resources, we are all survivor led or trauma, um, trauma survivors as well. Um, our equine therapist, she was actually trafficked in the sixties by her parents. Oh, wow. And, oh yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I find that, I find that interesting. I've heard about this before, but elaborate a little more. Yeah, yeah. It's shocking, but elaborate a little more on the equine therapy. What have, did either of you personally experience that or have you, uh, facilitated that with others and how, how does that work? Yes, yeah, so we have how many survivors? Four? Four survivors in our equine therapy program right now, and they absolutely love it. And, um, yes, I told them the woman who runs it is a survivor herself, and she's started a program, too, Boots for Battle. And so once a survivor graduates the program, they get some fancy cowboy or cowgirl boots, which is very special. So they've all come a long way, and they love equine therapy. And so you just do a lot of things to help others that have been through this. You you, you support each other. You hang together. You do Yes, birthday we have parties. peer support groups, yeah. Yeah, peer support groups uh, basketball, dance, art therapy, EMDR, counseling. I mean, no one person is trafficked the same. No one person heals the same. So when they come to us, how can we help you? What do you need? Do you need toilet paper? I mean, I can't tell you how many times just simple two-ply toilet paper will make somebody's day. So whatever they need, we'll figure it out. And people can go on the website, and there's a whole wish list from Amazon that you can donate yes. uh, just supplies of all different kinds. Just yes. uh, So that was something yes. people can do. You can uh, and educate your children about this, right? Warn people. And that's what, yes. Don't let we them be groomed. To, yeah. Yes, exactly. And our children are not stupid. They know exactly what's going on. They know about trafficking. They know about grooming. They know about fake profile. They know more than the parents think that they know. We just went and spoke at a few schools and these kids engaged. They spoke up. So many of them have encountered (laughs) these predators and they shut them down, thankfully. So parents, don't be afraid to have a conversation with your children because this is real and it's happening. That's a very encouraging note to to end on. Unfortunately, we could go on for hours, and it would continue to be compelling. You're as powerful a guest, I think, as we've ever had. Thank you so much, Joni and Rhonda, for spending this time and sharing your stories. And we really encourage people to support what you're doing. Thank you so much for having us. We'll we'll be praying for you. and always, if anybody has questions, concerns, um, wants to dig deeper, just email us, admin at onespurpose.com. Call us um, at the number 2, the 541-221-3448. Thanks so much. To bless your neighbor this week, pray for Joni and Rhonda. And you just heard, go to onepurpose.com. Support them. I can't think of a more powerful ministry. And Til worthy ne- cause. And worthy cause. Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.